0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching today, your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Now, you may not have known it. You may have come with your tongue hanging out but you chose and you persevered and you went pushed through your feelings and you're here those that are viewing by live stream you persevered you pushed it you may be in your pajamas with a cup of coffee but that's okay glory to God I'm excited I'm really really excited I'm trying to contain myself for a moment so what, what, what are you excited about something has happened are you ready Glory to God. Father, we worship you. We praise you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Now, Lord, we thank you for the entrance of your word, bringing light and understanding. Glory be to God. We clear our minds. We open up our hearts. We thank you, Lord. We're about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible seed of your word, which lives and abides forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will not pass away. Glory to God. It's just as real today as it was when you spoke it. In fact, you're speaking it by your spirit, and it's echoing in our hearts. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for giving me clear thought and accurate words to convey that understanding. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. We've been teaching on, and I want to go right into it. I mean, there are a lot of things that we can... But I got to get into it, all right? We've been teaching on uh, the law of God. There are, there are systems. God works with systems. Each system has a law that, uh, or laws that govern it, make it operate. And the first law that we see and understand, according to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33 in the New Testament, that God is not the author of confusion. And that means chaos or commotion. We have been having chaos and commotion for the approaching two years now. And you know what? God didn't create any of that. That didn't come from God. The Bible says that is not the author of it, but he is the God of peace. That word peace means harmony. Harmony like a symphony where everything's in order, where nothing's out of place, and there's no missed notes. Are you following me? Where you don't have something playing out of its direct timing. In fact, we invested, I don't know, a few years back, a year or two back, I don't know how long it's been, on a, on a, a series that I called Serendipity. Serendipities where everything has its place and it comes together at the correct time. The church, and when I say the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole, on that's on earth. He, the church that's in heaven. You know there's a church in heaven, right? Amen. What do you think believers are that left here? They didn't stop being part of the body of Christ. Okay? The church in heaven understands the word serendipity. It's us that are here on earth that get distracted with the issues of life, The cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, even the lust of other things, and it sidetracks us. And when that happens, we lose sight of timing, and we miss our opportunities. However, God is bringing the body of Christ that's on the earth in harmony with heaven. Are you following me? And when Jesus does return, he's not coming for a broken down, sick, distraught, discouraged body. He's coming for a body that is glorious. Are you following me? Everybody say glorious. glorious. That, means, that means triumphant. That means, well, hallelujah. So, you, so God is the God of harmony. Now, we get a picture of this, and we're going to spend all of our time in the book of Genesis. I will quote a few things, but uh, we're going to spend all of our time in in Genesis chapter 1 because it's very important. Genesis means the beginnings, okay? And uh, uh, the closer you can see, the more you understand Genesis, the more you're going to understand how God designed things to work. Now, before I read here in Genesis chapter one, and we're going to attempt to go to verse 9, through verse 19. If you've been following us on Wednesday, we've been talking about the laws or the principles. You could interpret those either way. Laws or principles that govern a system. And the Bible tells us there's a new creation. For years we were we taught in the subject matter on the new creation is when a person gets born again your spirit gets recreated okay and when you get born again the new creation starts at that at that point Second Corinthians five seventeen therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature is the way it says in the King James I like that because it means it's a new species of hum, human Now you got a human that's got a live spirit in him, not a dead spirit. And there are laws that govern that new creation. He goes on to say, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God. Now listen very, very, very carefully right here. Everything in the old creation, that doesn't everything in the old creation. Is not of God. It's only in the new creation that it's of God. So there are things that happen on the earth that God did not ordain, yet they happened, and because we don't understand, we accredit it because it happened because that's the way God wanted it. Now, I, I am going to say a few things today that will challenge you, but that's okay. You need to be challenged a little bit. Okay? I mean, if we all pat ourselves on the back and we're all comforting each other about being miserable, then we're all miserable. Okay? I don't know about you, but I don't want to repeat the th- same things that got me in the misery to begin with. And I don't need somebody to pacify me. Turn to your neighbor say, We're going to break you from the pacifier. Okay. The Bible teaches. Now, here's what I want you to say. I didn't say this. This is something I had to come in grips with myself when I say this to you. When I say some, some of these things to you, I don't want you to understand that I didn't have some uh, challenges when God brought it to me. He said, Ronnie, I told you in my word that a person can cut their life short. All of a sudden now, the reality sinks in because I promised you a long life. Now, every, the way you operate in the law of the new creation according to the Bible is through the law of faith. The law of, of faith is what gives you access into the new creation. How would you like for everything in your life to line up with God's will? God's will and his God's word are one and the same. You can't separate them. So every promise in the Bible is his will to be performed in your life, but you only access that through the new creation, which has to use the law of faith. You follow that? Very, very important. And we're not going to take time to go into that because uh, you can get that on Wednesday night. We're going to continue to go that that way. But where I want to go today because I'm really, really excited today and I have to get through this. Turn to your neighbor, look at your watch and say, I pray that he does it on time. Okay. Now, we have entered in. Something has changed. Just remember that. Genesis chapter one, verse number one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Who did? God, the God of harmony. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now there, Pastor Ronnie, if God created in harmony, how come that happened? Because the God of this world system came to interrupt the harmony of God. Okay? Satan got here some way. God didn't put him here. He was kicked out of heaven. Guess where he landed? You follow me? And now he is the God of chaos, commotion, disharmony. And he wanted to send all of God's creation into the disharmony and become crowned the God of confusion. You follow? And he's referred to in the Bible in 2 Corinthians again, the God of this world. Okay? Okay. He operates. Let's see very carefully. He operates in obscurity or darkness. He cannot make things into the truth and present the facts to you. He has to distort them and manipulate them. That's exactly how he did through the serpent to Eve in the Garden of Eden. You can find that in ta- chapter chapter three. He did that. What did he do? Yay, hath God said. Made you start questioning God. For God knows that the day that you eat of that fruit, you'll be like he is. Okay? When in all reality, that was a distortion of what was being said, and he, he deceived Eve, and she ate of the tree. You follow? Now, he is the God that wants to bring disharmony, confusion, commotion. What have we been going through? Confusion, commotion, distrust. Okay? That is the God of this system. Now, he uses it to gain control. Are you following that? He uses it to gain control, manipulation. He wants to control, he wants to pull the strings, he wants you to be a puppet. God has never used people as a puppet. The devil does. Okay? Now watch this. And the Spirit of God moved. He was hovering over this dark, chaotic situation. Up on the, he was hovering, the Spirit of God moved uh, upon the face of the water. That word "moved" means he was hovering. And God said, and God said, and God said, he spoke. Now he meant what he said and said what he meant. And this is what he said Let there be light. Let there be light. Now, uh, remember 2 Corinthians 5 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. That phrase where he says a new creation, he says, let him be. Same terminology. Same terminology right there. Let him be a new creation. a new creature now i did a study on this years ago and did a series on it the word be the word be means be being as a new creation in christ you are to be being not like the old guy but like the new guy are you following me are y'all are you what does that mean be being Well, you shouldn't be going to church, listening to a sermon, go back out into the world and be being like the old guy. You follow me? If you're be being, you're still hanging around, still talking the same, still listening to the same music, still studying the same things, still watching the old movies that that actually programmed you to sin. You shouldn't be being about that. You should be hungering and thirsting after the desired sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby in this new creation. You follow that? That's why it's so important you understand. It, it, you cannot it's uh, so many times through the years i've seen christians come in the church doors you know bawling and squall down at the altar and they go back out be being and then they come back in and they're bawling and squalling again and then you know be being and then we're talking about they got to get saved all over again and you know can and then we get into this question can uh, christians lose their salvation no they lost their mind You follow me? They lost their mind. They did not get a mind. By the, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans, by the law of the mind, what governs the mind, I serve the law of God. That's why he tells us in Romans 12, don't, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means renovate the way you think. Now, I don't know about you, but Zola and I have went through many renovations in our home. Many. And it means tearing out the old to establish the new. And it's not a pleasant process. But glory to God, when the new comes, I'm glad we tore out the old. We're about to get there. Watch this. He said, let there be light. Now, remember, it was dark. It was void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. This was not the establishment of the sun. We're going to get to that in a minute. Okay? That was not the establishment of the sun. So what he's saying? Let there be light out of this obscurity. Let's begin. In order to put things in order you got to establish a light. How many of you have ever went into a junk closet without a light and tried to organize it? No, the first thing you do is turn on the light and you see all the junk and the way things are misplaced and scattered, junked up. Guess the next thing you do right after that, after turning on the light, is you get all the junk out. You get it all out. Okay, And then you start putting things in order. That's what God, God, one of the greatest things you can understand is God is a God of order. He's not helter-skelter. We treat God like this. You never know what God's gonna do as if he's a griping old man and we don't know what side of uh, bed he's gonna wake up on. That's not true. God is consistent. We're inconsistent. God's consistent with what he promised, and so he begins to establish things, okay? Now, watch this. Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light it, that it was good. What was good? The light. the light was good because you cannot establish an order without the light. You follow that? And God divided the light from the darkness. Division. Remember me talking about, uh, you ever have a junk drawer? A junk drawer is where you just pile everything in because you know somebody's coming. <laughs> y'all, y'all understand? Okay, the, be- the only way you're going to get that established, because I went through the junk drawer to find writing pins and stuff and jab my, my finger into a safety pin and then get mad. It was my fault all along. Who calls that? Me establishing the junk drawer. So the only way to do that to keep from being hurt is to dump it all out. What you have seen gone on for the last probably two years or so, God's dumping this all out. Okay, Because it's been junked up and mixed up and even God's people have been confused on what God told them to believe and not to believe. Now we got whole denominations that, are, that don't even look at the B-I-B-L-E as if, as if it's the inherent word of God. They look at it, well, well, that's a nice book. It's to, you know, tell you nice little Bible stories. No, this is what we're supposed to live by. And so whole Christian denominations now are throwing out the Bible to establish, listen carefully, a compromise with the darkness. Darkness and light have nothing to do with each other. The light makes the darkness run. That's why it's afraid of it. Now watch this. And he divided, uh, let's look here. And he divided the light from the darkness, verse 5, and God called the light day and the darkness night. The evening and the morning were the first day. Now stop here just a minute. Did he say anything about the sun, moon, and stars here? No, he did not. So he did not establish the sun here. You follow that? He established turning on the light, the light of the glorious gospel. Corinthians says, if the God of this world has blinded the eyes of them which believe not, least the light of the glorious gospel should shine on them. Okay? We're called, as believers, children of the day or children of the light. There are children of the darkness or children of the night. Now, listen very carefully. I want to make establish something. I have to establish this, okay? The world looks at the external. God looks at the heart. So you got some knothead trying to interpret the Bible that has not got the spirit of understanding thinking that light-colored skin are children of the day. Are you kidding me? Children of the day are going to the beach trying to get dark. (laughs) Are you understanding me? It ain't got nothing to do with that crap. Quit letting the world suck you back into that. We're talking about the heart. All right. It's amazing to me. I used to pray that I'd be tall, dark, and handsome. (laughs) Now I'm just handsome. (laughs) I love (laughs) y'all. Okay, look at this. And the evening and the morning were the first day, what he's turning is making a separation here. A division has come. Now watch this. Verse number five, and God called uh, uh, verse number six, "And the day and God said, "Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide. Let it what? Divide. divide. The waters from the waters." Now that word firmament. Understand what it means. It means a distance between heaven and earth. And we're talking about the earth's atmosphere. And God made the firmament and divided the waters from under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament, what? Heaven. Heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Now, stay with this. God brought a firmament to divide the waters. The waters were didn't have no boundaries. Look at what he go back up here. Uh, And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Everything had no boundaries. The water, everything, confusion. It was a mess. And God started putting it in order. God started separating waters. There are two types of waters that are here on the earth. One is salt water. Okay? And the other is water that is called fresh water or heavenly water. All earthly consumption of water has to come from heaven. Now watch this. He causes it to rain from heaven, fresh water, and it washes out all the negative elements into the sea. Okay? And then God causes the evaporation of that water to leave the, the solutions that were washed out into the depths of the sea and cause all of the the the, the moisture, the H two O to go back up into the heavens, purify it so it can be rained back down on earth. Are y'all here? Good. Let's keep reading. And God called the uh, firmament heaven, verse 8, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered into one place, the, uh, let the dry land appear. Now we see the dry land appearing, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and he gathered together the waters, uh, all of the waters called the seas, and God saw that it was good. In other words, he even separated the fresh water that was on the the land from the salt water, okay? And it was good, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed and after after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw that it was good. The evening and the morning were the third day. Now, this is where we get the law of seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. Every seed bears fruit of itself. The fruit is the manifestation of the seed to tell what it is. Did you hear that? Jesus gave some scenarios of this when he was talking about parables in the New Testament. He said that you'll know a person by their fruit. You'll know what's in their heart. He said, how can corrupt waters bring forth Fresh water. Okay. Are you following me? How can a a bitter tree bring forth sweet fruit? Every seed has its fruit to manifest what seed it is. And it brings forth after that kind. Okay. Now you can call it something else, but the fruit tells us what it is. Everybody with that? Okay. Now, I really want to get into this fourth day, but before I do, I want to give you a verse of Scripture that's found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Because I want to make some parallels. There are parallels in the new creation to what's happening here in Genesis. Okay? In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 8 says that a thousand years is as one day with God and one day is as a thousand years. Is that right? That's what the Bible says right there. Peter said that. So God makes a comparison to help us see parallels in the beginning when he's creating the earth in a 724-hour period, if you would, and he makes parallels to the history of mankind upon the earth. Okay. Now I'm not trying to be. Way out there. I'm trying to make you understand the parallels. Because we're going to deal with something called cycles. If you, it, and you, if you've got to understand cycles. Years ago. Uh, I had someone. A lady in the church. She's passed on to be with Jesus. And she was a teacher at a Bible college here locally. And she made a statement. And, and this statement stuck with me. She says, all biblical truth is like a spiraling staircase. In other words, you start on the foundational truths of it. And then as you begin to make steps, you come around back around to that same truth. But now... You have made a cycle to get you onto a higher level. You follow me? Because God's word is infinite. In other words, you're still gonna be learning when you get to heaven. You're not gonna have all knowledge. You understand? The sad thing is, some Christians, when they get to heaven, we call that graduation. And guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna graduate from kindergarten to first grade. Because they did not understand this cycle. Cycles. Okay? God operates with systems, but he establishes these systems that have cycles involved in them. And they're governed by laws. It's not chaotic. It's very orderly. You follow me? The opposite of of, of confusion, confusion is orderliness. Now, everybody, a thousand years is this one day, and one day is a thousand years. You follow that? Because what we're going to read here is going to help us understand where we're at in these cycles. Everybody with this? (laughs) Let me back up. there was 2,000 years from Adam to Abraham or we could say in these cycles that we're going to be studying as days there were two days from Adam to Abraham there were two days or 2,000 years from Abraham to Jesus so if that's Days, then we have four days, right? Or 4,000 years, right? To get to Jesus in human history. Let's look at what happens on this fourth day. And God said, Let there be lights, plural here. The first one, He said, Let there be light, remember? First day, but over here he says, Let there be lights, plural, in the firmament of the heaven. Now, where are these lights? They're going to be in the firmament or the atmosphere above the earth to divide. Everybody say, "Divide." Divide the day. From the night. We're children of what? The the light are the children of the day, right? Because that was what the light was created for, to mark the day from the night. And let them be for signs. We're going to cover these phrases here in a minute. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be... For lights, plural, in the firmament of the heaven to give light, where? Upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day. The lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. Now you need to get that phrase. He made the stars Also, and God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. Now watch this, watch this. Verse 18, to rule over the day and over the night. Now these lights were given to rule. Everybody say rule. This word rule means to have dominion over. And to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. The evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, Jesus came in the 4,000 years of human history to establish these lights. Everybody with this? The sun rules the day. Out of the firmament, or the heavens. Everybody here? The moon and the stars rule the night. But they do what? Rule it. They rule it. That means they have dominion over it. Okay? Jesus said, You must work while it is day. For the night comes when no man worketh. We're children of the what? Light or children of the day. I want you to get that. We're children of the day. And we're going to be ruled because of the light that's in us. We're going to be ruled by the sun. The earth revolves around the sun. The sun does not revolve around the earth. We, we could say it this way. We of, of, revolve around Jesus. Jesus doesn't revolve around us. Okay? Everybody with that? All right. Watch this. Notice that he gives these lights out of the, firman, the heavenly realm. Not the earthly realm, the heavenly realm. And they're to be for signs. This word sign means a signal. A distinguishing mark. Remembrance. A miraculous sign. Warning or proof. Okay? Wow. Thank you, Jesus. God gives us miracles. You know, miracles are not a random act of a (laughs) God that's moved by the way he feels in the morning. They're not random acts. They are done through the law of faith. Okay? Now, remember, we're in the new creation. Parallels here. The the next word I want you to look at is the word seasons. The word seasons. These lights were given for seasons. And a season is an appointed time, such as a fixed time, a fixed time period. Especially A festival. It really means an appointed place, appointed time for a meeting. Appointed place, and appointed time for a meeting. Glory to God. An appointed time, a sacred season, a set festival. An appointed season. Do you get, you're getting all that? Okay. Now, they're going to come together. All this is going to come together here in just a minute. It also, these lights were given for a day, a 24-hour period, as defined by an evening and a morning. Notice the evening. Notice what it says. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. An evening and a morning. An evening and a morning. Now, We know when we get into an evening that night's coming, right? But when night is here, when night is here, we know the next event is the morning. When does the devil work? In the night. Turn your neighbors and say, You need to be polishing your dancing shoes. He's God is not the author of confusion. What have we been living through? Confusion, darkness, distrust, dishonor, uh, 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 uproar. Did you know that the Bible says That joy comes in the morning. Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, you know what helped me get an understanding of this? Years ago, I was preaching. I think it was back when we had Sunday night services. I I don't know why I got it. Do you know when morning starts? Do you know when the morning starts? One second after midnight. It doesn't, it doesn't start when you see daylight. It's still dark when it turns morning. Don't get ahead of me now. It, that word day means a definite A defining of a morning and evening, and a morning, a division of time. It's helping you divine. Listen carefully. We. This is helping us to discern the moments of these cycles. That's the purpose of this, helping us to discern uh, these cycles and the moments of these cycles and where we're at. Because, listen, to enter into what God has in the new creation, you've got to enter it in by faith. Faith means that you're able to see beyond the present situation. Your circumstances do not dictate the Word of God. God's not moved by your present state. He gives you something that's eternal to change the temporary. Now remember, he gave these lights to rule no matter the present 24-hour period that you're in, the season or the moment or that fixed time. He's helping you to discern. Did you know that the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, there's a time to dance, and then there's a time to mourn. There's a time of laughter. There's a time to rejoice. We have been in a time of mourning. We've been in a time of grief and sorrow. And God says, get your uh, polish up your dancing shoes. We've entered a new time period. You say, well, Brother Ronnie, the news seems to be getting worse. It's just one second after midnight, but daylight is fast approaching. Now, here's what I want. Does the star still work after one minute after, uh, after midnight? Sure, that's when they shine the brightest. Are you following me? Now, listen, listen very carefully. Oh, man. <laughs> when, I was, when I was a kid, I'm talking about when I was a kid. I'm talking about probably maybe 10 years old, 11 years old. My daddy was preaching on a Sunday night. We drove away from this building. And I said, Dad, while you were speaking, this is what came to me. The sun represents Jesus. The moon, now listen very carefully, doesn't have any light of itself. It is a reflection that bounces off of the sun. Now listen very carefully. The moon represented the nation Israel. Because God started reflecting at the beginning of human history. He's reflecting to what he's going to do in the earth off of what was happening in Israel. Now you ready? Where are you well where where you at, Pastor Ronnie? I wanna tell you, you excited? Oh my god, I am. The stars are God's people that have made Jesus the Lord of their life. You know why? Stars are little bitty suns. They got a light shining in them. Now, I've kept that secret for decades. You know, there are some things that God gives you revelation on that He won't let you talk about because it's reserved for an appointed moment to reveal. I've kept that secret. I very, very rarely ever, ever talked even to individuals about it. And God showed me, and I said, well, what does that all mean? You know, as a kid, I was just excited. God talked to me. And Dad, when, when I told Dad, Dad said, Ronnie, you answered a question that I've been asking God for a long time. And that's all he said. Now I'm 10 years old. He said, well, Brother Ronnie, that's you. Listen, God, <laughs> God's going to be talking to his people right now. Right in the middle of this darkness, you're going to shine forth. Glory to God. And these lights were given in the heavenly realm to dominate and shed light on the earth. Okay? Are you here? Now, listen to the definition to the word cycle. The word cycle is a series of events that are regularly repeated in the same order. Okay, in the same order. But they have an order. See, we got to get rid of this random stuff. Miracles are not random acts of God. They are for somebody use the law of faith to access them. Okay? Here's the key. And I didn't know this till just a while ago. And, I, you know, I studied a little bit, but not much about the Jewish calendar. And God gave the Jewish calendar, and it's not the same as our calendar. Do you know in the Jewish calendar we just entered into a new year? I think it's 5782. And it, that, 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 it, we just entered it, okay? Now, the first thing they do, first holiday they really celebrate, and this is the highest holiday they celebrate, is Yom Kippur. And it's going to happen on September, the 15th. Do you know what that means? Does anybody have a clue? And when I saw this, I like and I got all this from Siri, by the way. <laughs> it means the expiration for sin. Sin shall not have dominion over you. For you're leaving the law and entering into grace. The law was given for judgment's sake. What has been loosed upon our generation is a judgment. And the harvest is justified, It is the justification of the seed. In other words, it's helping you to determine the seed so that you can separate the good from the bad truth from lies, okay? And it's manifested for a distinction and a separation. Judgment has come to our generation. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, did God send? No, God didn't send us. This is a result. Listen carefully. It is the result of our seed, Do you understand what I'm just saying to you? Do you understand? A harvest is the result, a watermelon is the result of a watermelon seed. Did God do it? No. If you got a watermelon, it's because you planted it, whether you knew it or not. So the harvest manifests so you can judge what the seed was. And in judging what the seed was, if it's bad seed, you can root it out. If it's a good seed, you know I want to stick with that one. I want to reproduce that one. Are you following? Judgment must, listen what the Bible says, must begin at the house of God. It must begin there. Okay. That's why for months I've been, t- I've been teaching this and, 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 and trying to get people to understand you've got to begin to look at what's going on and examine yourself on what side you're really on. Because when judgment comes, it's too late then. Now, the purpose of that distinction is so that mercy can reign. Now, let me give you an example. If, you, if you're a good parent, you don't spoil your children. And I know a lot of people say, well, we're, you know, we need to spoil. No, you don't. God don't spoil you. You're not a brat when you get to heaven. How many of you believe God's going to make you a brat? No, he's not going to make you a brat. So don't don't go around saying stupid stuff. You're just trying to be funny. God don't spoil you. If you're a good parent, like the father, you're going to train your child up in the way they should go. In the meantime, you're going to give him boundaries to be able to have self-discipline. Everybody with that? Mark this down. If you're taking notes, remember this. The highest form of government is not the Supreme Court of the United States, not the President, not the Congress. The highest form of government is self-government. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, listen carefully, Jesus gave us his spirit to be the great teacher. And he's supposed to abide with you forever. How long? Forever. So when you get with heaven, the Holy Spirit's still going to be in you. And by by the way, everybody's quick to get out of here to go to heaven. There's, I just can't hardly wait until Jesus comes. I got news for you: coming back to earth anyway, because God's going to establish heaven on earth, just like He intended. The highest form of government is self-government. Until you reach that level where you can govern and restrain listen carefully, that fallen human nature that's always fighting against God, then you have to be in guidelines so that you know when you're outside of those guidelines. The purpose of the law was to help us to see when we're out of line. And when you get out of line, there are consequences to getting out of line. Now, God's not wanting to destroy anybody. A good parent is going to say, now listen, I'm going to help you learn self-government. When you get up in the morning, you're going to make your bed. Now, when they start off making their bed, they're probably, you know... probably five or six years old, good parents. And the bed don't look like it's been made, but they'll say it's been made. And what they did is probably throw the covers back on it. But you started a process. If you go in there in the morning, they haven't even thrown the covers back on the bed. They're all on the floor. You know, they didn't make their bed. So what are you going to do? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make the bed because I, I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, that's true. You need to do that maybe. But the better thing to do is make them make the bed. Because you're not creating self-government. Do you understand what I'm talking about? In the new creation, you're born into the, new king, into the kingdom of God. You're born, you come into it as a baby. He said to desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Do you know what the word of God does? All scripture is given by inspiration of God as profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God might be perfect or mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So you desire the sincere milk of the word. Guess what it's going to do? It's going to correct you. It's going to instruct you. And if necessary, the Holy Spirit's going to rebuke you. Why? The father God is a good parent. He's creating within you a spiritual discipline to be governed by your spirit and not sensual nature. Which that sensual nature is in darkness. And can cause a person to act like a child of the night. Are you following what I'm talking about? You see, we have entered into a time period where judgment has had its day. I, I was praying just, just in the last few weeks. I said, Lord, my Lord, my Lord, God, there just seems to be everybody's grieving everywhere. There's just a spirit of grief on this whole generation. And, God, you know, God's, sometimes God don't talk when you want him to. Didn't give you a quick answer. And he was just silent. And and I I I felt that heaviness, you know, it's just on this generation. But today, we've entered a new year. And the expiration of the dominance of sin has coming to an end. If you've been listening to the prophets now. God has been saying the greatest move that that throughout human history, I'm talking about the greatest move of God, we're on the, I mean, we're on the threshold of it. We have, I believe we have now entered in. Many of the prophets have said something's going to change in September. Well, do you know it parallels with what God says in the signs of the heavens and the way he established it in the book of Genesis and the parallels with the Jewish calendar? Can you not see? Can you not understand? That God is saying the cycle of judgment and grief is coming to an end. And the spirit of rejoicing and the spirit of dance is fixing to hit our generation. (laughs) Glory to God. The spirit of the miraculous is going to unfold. Laughter is going to return back to your mouth. No more murmuring and no more complaining. Glory to God. And God's not, he's going to do this. It it, it ain't got nothing to do. Listen carefully. It ain't got nothing to do with what you're seeing in politics. It has to do with the fulfillment of what God said. And God said, man going to try to stop me because he's ruled by the darkness. But I got news for you. Which one leaves when the morning sun rises? The spirit of the night is going to be broken over our generation. And it's going to cover the institutions that have absolutely been covered in darkness and been led by those that are in darkness. If they don't yield, you'll see those institutions go down. I'm talking about financial institutions. I'm talking about educational institutions. I'm talking about political institutions. And he says, if, if, I don't have to, if, if you don't get in line with me and get in sync with what I'm doing, I got news for you. I am just going to break it and start putting it back together the way I said it's supposed to be. Amen. Now, I want to just give you this. If you l- go back to Wednesday night, I gave you a link that I want you to go to and listen what's her name, Catherine, Katie, uh, Chris Ann Hall. You go back and listen to Chris Ann Hall. For a hundred years, our society in America, our citizenry has not been taught constitutional governments, governance. We've been taught that the federal government had supreme authority. And that's not the way this nation was designed. It was designed that the states themselves had the supreme authority and they loaned certain authority to the federal government. God is taking it away from that and putting it back where it's supposed to be. Pushing the authority back down to the local level versus the federal level. Because that's all been designed, that's all been designed to make this country a socialist nation. You got to understand the parallels of what's happening. I'm excited. I'm finally going to get to live in a real America. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. You're doing something by your spirit. This is not the work of a man. This is work of your spirit. When you work through people, they're not just men and women anymore. They're operating in the new creation, letting your love and your power and your authority and your word shine forth and rule the night. Rule in the midst of this chaos. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand, stand to your feet with me, please. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank, just, thank God for just a moment. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. Oh, hallelujah. The spirit of hope is being born. Glory to God. We're going to take faith is the substance of things hope for. Lord, you're bringing a hope. You're bringing a hope to the hopeless so that we can use our faith to give substance to it. Glory be to God. Oh, the day is at hand. The morning star is arising. The cycle of gloom is being dispersed. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. A fresh dawn. A cycle of your grace to another dimension, Father God, that no other generation has ever had before. A deeper, richer grace. Glory to God. Somebody is being healed at this very moment. I don't know whether you're in this auditorium. You could be in this auditorium. You could be through live stream. I don't know who you are, but God is healing you. Glory be to God. The spirit of despair is melting. Is melting. <laughs> like an ice cream bar in a hot August sun. That despair and that gloom right now is just melting. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hope is stirring. The day stars are rising in our hearts. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. And someone that, somebody that has been very, very, you, you, you know that God wants it to happen and you've labored intensely to keep your mind in subjection to what God wants about your family and your loved ones. But a spirit of restoration is going to happen in one day. And that day is fixing to dawn. It looks dark now, but that day is quickly arising because we've went one one second past midnight. And now it's the a.m. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Oh, yes, Lord. A higher grace, a deeper grace is dawning on this generation. For where that sin had abounded, that grace of God has much more abounded. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord with me just a moment. Just praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Just begin to praise Him. Lord, we praise You. We thank You. Oh, You're good, and Your mercies are new every day. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We're about to see the daylight of Your mercy. The daylight of Your mercies dawning on this generation in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take your grave clothes off. Take your mourning clothes, your sackcloth and ashes off. Glory to God. Uh, Begin to iron out the wrinkles of your your best suit in the name of Jesus. Put on, glory to God, your glory clothes Hallelujah. Put on your your glory clothes. Shine those dancing shoes. Joy's coming in the morning. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm going to leave this one last thing with you. (laughs) I'm going to attempt this. Jesus, help me. I was reminded of a song we used to sing here in this church, been years ago. 99% of you won't know this song. We used to sing it. I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. It's a sound of praise. And it's a sound of war, the army of the Lord. The army of the Lord is marching on. And then he goes right into the cycle of again. Well, what, you know what I hear? The sound of the army of the Lord. Yes. Under the marching orders and the discipline of the Holy Spirit to loose the Jesus that's in them upon a dark, chaotic world. And the light that shines in those stars is going to dominate the night. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 We're not going to dominate this COVID By the vaccine, we're going to dominate it by the blood of Jesus. Glory be to God. We're going to dominate it by His finished work. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but it's hard to let you go home. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. We live in a dawning of a new day, and it's a day of God's grace. Glory be to God, hallelujah. Glory be to God, shout with him one more time, shout. Glory to God, thank you Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. You're good, and your goodness is gonna shine forth. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So if you're tired of doom and gloom and you're tired of grief and sorrow, I invite you by the Lord Jesus Christ to enter into his glorious new day. Hallelujah, make him Lord of your life. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And fathers, we're gonna attempt to leave this place. Cause this glory that's in us, this, this, this grace that's in us, Father God, that shines all around about us and guards us like a shield so that we can hear your voice And the voice of another, we will not follow them. Glory be to God. You've given your angels charge over us. Our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the authority of your name to use. Which we invoke and we declare. Say this, I declare it. There'll be no tragedy named among us. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Now, Father, we thank you right now that you fill us so full of your love. As we leave this place, we go out into our daily activities. And as we go, Father, your love is just so much in us that every person we come in contact with, your love just oozes out and touches them. We give you the praise and the thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.